0: Good afternoon. You are listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. And today's sermon is, True Word of Yah, You are made into a new creation. The Holy Spirit changes you. And this is a 1 Samuel 10.6 sermon. As always, in the description box of this podcast, You will find a link to the Lion's Tears Ministry where you can read and study on your own time. So what happens to our brain when we learn something new? Each and every time we learn something new, our brain forms new connections and neurons and makes existing neural pathways stronger or weaker. Some experts call these changes plasticity in the brain. Dendrites in your neurons get signals from other dendrites, and the signals travel along the axon, which connects them to other neurons and dendrites. These signals travel fast, often, in only fractions of a second, and many of the signals are sent without the brain being aware of the action. Not having new experiences and learning new things will slow your brain down and make it less responsive. Adult learning is good for your health and has been shown to slow the onset of progression of dementia and Alzheimer's as well as just preventing general slowing of your mental facilities. So when we learn the morals, values, and character of Abba Yah, and, or the rest of the Bible, which is his word spoken through his chosen, his prophets, his believers, our brains change. Same principle applies when we learn the ways of this world. Why do you think the Lord God states that he searches our hearts and minds? Our hearts and minds cause us to act and function in certain ways. When we are engrafted into Abba Yah, we actually begin to function normally. James 1.21 states, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity and naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. The definition of engrafted by Merriam-Webster is a word that we covered before, but if you're new to this podcast, here it is again. It means to become grafted and begin functioning normally. Engrafted is the Greek word 1721, and I cannot pronounce it, but it means to become implanted. The word implanted means to fix or set securely or deeply, to set permanently in the consciousness or habit patterns, and again, thus defined by Merriam-Webster. The biblical outline of usage of engrafted means inborn, implanted by nature, or implanted by others' instruction. So whose instructions are implanted into your hearts and minds? Whose instructions are conducting your habits or patterns? These are the questions you need to be asking yourself. For when the Holy Spirit dwells within you, you are a new creation. 1 Samuel 10.6 And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. The Bible tells us many times that we are a new creation, a new man, woman, when the spirit of Abba Yah himself comes unto us. This is the Holy Spirit, by the way, and if you are still unsure, if you still think that there's a trinity and a hierarchy and all this other religious nonsense, this sermon will help clarify and help you understand better the deceit and the false preaching and teaching and indoctrination that you have learned. So let's start with the words, with them, and shall be turned. This is Hebrew word 2015, again I cannot pronounce that, but it means to turn about or over by implication to change or overturn. The word another means another man or another. The biblical outline of usage for another means another, following, following further, or different. Another is Hebrew word H312 and we see the word used in Deuteronomy 5, 7, Thou shall have no other gods before me. This is again in reference to having no other or different or following other gods before Abba Yah himself. And this means we are not to go after different spirits or different gods or ideologies. The word man in First Samuel means man as an individual person, but it is used to be extent. Now I've never heard that word except in the definition of man. So Miriam Webster defines extent to mean the range over which something extends, the amount of space or surface that something occupies, or the distance over which it extends, the point degree or limit to which something extends. It also means, as an example, the scope, the extent of jurisdiction. So, we need to ask ourselves, what is the space or surface that Abba YAH occupies? And that space or surface is us. His scope is his intention, his objective, his morals, his values, and his will. The space or opportunity for activity or thought his extent of treatment, activity, and influence, and his range of operation. 1 Corinthians 6.19 states, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? So therefore, our body is the temple in which the Lord God occupies. It is the space when given opportunity and you decide to follow Him, He dwells within you. The word "which is in" means a primary proposition denoting fixed position in place, time, or state and by implication instrumentality so in 1 Corinthians 6.19 states the Holy Ghost which is in you again which is in is Greek word 17.22 it means instrumentality So, I took the liberty of looking that up for us as well. The definition of instrumentality by Merriam-Webster means the quality or state of being instrumental means or agency. So that didn't clarify anything. The definition of instrumental does, however. And it means serving as a crucial means, agent, or tool. So, when we are Abba Yah's and his spirit dwells within us, we become his instrument, his tool, his agent. Therefore, we cannot function according to the ways of this world anymore, and we are no longer our own. We see that Yahushua HaMashiach, born by Mary of the spirit of Abba Yah, was not her child, but the instrument in which the world shall be saved. Abba Yah sent His Spirit into this world for us, so that He can redeem us. Yahusha means Yah is salvation. Emmanuel means God with us. Matthew 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When His mother Mary was exposed Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to break this verse down as well. The key takeaway is of, and you may not think a simple two letter word is important, but the word of is Greek 1537 and it means the point where action or motion. Proceeds. The biblical outline of usage for fifteen thirty seven means out of, from, by, away, or from. So, out of the breath of Abba Yah, his spirit became Yahusha Hamashiach. The word holy is Greek word g forty and it means sacred, physically pure. Morally blameless, consecrated. It is used in the Bible to mean the most holy thing or a saint. Now, the word ghost should be fairly new or should be fairly relevant in your mind if you've read or listened to some of the podcasts and sermons prior to this one. Ghost is G4151, and it means a current of air, a breath, or a breeze, a spirit, or the rational soul, vital principle, mental disposition of divine God. And we covered the meaning of G5590 in the sermon called The Meaning of Your Soul. Because G4151 says to compare that, and it is the same. It means the breath of air, but it also means either good or negative breath of air. So then that question again becomes, whose breath of air is living within you? Examples of how the Holy Spirit changes us, the Holy Spirit can change our language. We see this occur in Acts 2, 1-4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. We are given the Spirit of Truth when the Holy Spirit dwells within us. John sixteen thirteen states, How be it when he, the Spirit of Truth, Is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. The word spirit in this verse is again G4151, which means the breath of God. Of truth means of truth. It is used in the Bible to mean what is true in things appertaining to God and the duties of man, moral, and religious truth. It is also used as the true notions of God which are open to human reason without his supernatural intervention. The truth as taught in the Christian religion, respecting God and the execution of his purpose through Christ, and respecting the duties of man, opposing alike to the superstitions of the Gentiles and the inventions of the Jews and the corrupt opinions and precepts of false teachers, even among Christians. And truth means that candor of mind, which is free from affection, pretense, simulation, falsehood, and deceit. When we are given the spirit of truth, we are a new creation, because we understand and respect our duties and Abba Yah's precepts, which are his commandments and his moral values and ethics and character, and so on. We come out of this world of falsehood, lies, and simulation of this world. And let's look at that definition a little closer. The definition of simulation means the act or process of simulating. A sham object. The imitative representation of the functioning of one system or process by means of the functioning of another. Without the Holy Spirit within you, your life is a sham and a simulation for you for you are not living because the breath of Abba Yah is not within you Satan in this world wants you to believe the lies that this world is for you that if you sell your morals your values and ethics which is the very essence of your soul then you will prosper and that is false for the only prosperity That can occur is when you put on the word of God. And you act and think with his morals, values, and ethics. And you become righteous. Righteousness yields prosperity. But this world is going to tell you that none of that matters. The only thing that matters is going to work, providing for your family. Or going out and having fun because you have free will, or whatever else you can fill in the blank with. This is due to the fact that so many people have turned away from Abba YAH. When you look out at the world today, and you see the riots, and you see the chaos, and you see people blinded, it is because... People have turned away from the true Word of God. People don't respect His morals, His values, His character, what He wants of us. Because again, I don't understand why nobody wants to be kind and forgiving and compassionate and loving and gentle. And that is the very essence of the Lord God Almighty. The Lord God is clear on what happens to the land, and to the people who continue to sin. He tells us throughout the Bible that the land will become desolate. He states when you prostitute your daughters, the land will become desolate. He states when we don't uphold His morals, values, and character, destruction occurs. I was watching a video in the news this morning and totally unaware of how many wildfires there are in the United States at this time. And not only wildfires in the United States, but also in the rainforest and in the wetlands of Brazil and Argentina. There are tsunamis over in the Middle East. And if you cannot see the destruction that is taking place because people are still sinning, then I please urge you to reflect upon yourself and just really ask God why. And He will show you if that is truly what's in your heart. Because I ask you to not continue To be blind by what's going on in this world. The Lord God says he protects his children even in the midst of this chaos and confusion. And he does. I know I for one have been affected by COVID. I, you know, do DoorDash and I stay at home, which is, you know, perfectly fine. That's what I did before. We really didn't go anywhere. But he's protected us. He's kept us healthy. He has showed us what vitamins, natural vitamins, herbs, I should say, and minerals to incorporate in our diet to maintain a healthy body. He showed us that it's not okay to stress out because his word is always complete his word comes into fruition regardless of our wants and dreams because he can dream better than what we ever could for ourselves but his word lives on forever and therefore this chaos and the destruction that's occurring is a result like his word says of our ill will towards himself and his morals and his values and his character. When the Lord God dwells within us and his spirit is within us, we are given the spirit of grace. Hebrews 10:2928 excuse me through 29 states, Anyone who has rejected Moses' laws die without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much more punishment, do you suppose, will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was summoned a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? We learned in the sermon about what does grace mean? What grace means? And grace means the divine intervention and influence of the Lord God Almighty. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we are changed, that is Abba Yah's divine intervention, His influence upon our hearts and minds, that rectifies us back to Him and reflects upon the world through our lives and that is the key thing you cannot just believe in God and not have it reflect upon your life the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness Romans 8 26 through 27 states likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. So who is he in these verses? It's Abba Yah himself, for it is his Spirit that dwells within us. Sometimes we don't know what we need, but the Lord God does, for He is a good, good Father. All the time, God is good. All the time. And He Himself prays for us. He knows what we need, because He dwells within us, and He seeks us out. Proverbs 21.2 states, Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord Weighs the heart. Jeremiah 17, 9-10 The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his deeds. The Lord God seeks us out. He wants us. Whether or not we want our calling, whether or not we want Him, He seeks us out. Whenever He makes intercession for us and we are sitting here wondering how we escaped that travesty, you need to be thanking the Lord God for praying on your behalf and sending His angels to help you through that time of trouble. And I am sure like i myself most of you have instances where you didn't know how you made it out of a situation that's because the lord god makes intercessions for you when the lord god lives and dwells within us we are given the spirit of wisdom james 1 5 states if any of you lack wisdom let him ask god who gives generously To all without reproach. And it will be given to him. So again. All you have to do is ask God. For the answers to the universe. And he is going to give it to you. The biblical outline of usage for wisdom. Is Greek word G4678. And it means wisdom. Worldly or spiritual. And it is used in the very knowledge of things human and divine, acquired by acuteness and experience, and summed up in maximums and proverbs. It is also the science and learning, which is why the Lord God told me to tell you what happens to your brain when you learn something new. It is the knowledge and practice of the requisites for godly and upright living. It is supreme intelligence, such as belonging to the Lord God himself. And wisdom is the wisdom of God, as invicted in forming and executing counsel in the formation and government of the world and the scriptures. The formation and counsels of the government are not of God anymore. You can go and vote for whomever you want to. I'm not going to tell you not to. But we were never to have a king over us except for the Lord God in the first place. And when the nation of Israel saw that the heathens had kings and queens over them, they begged and pleaded for the Lord God to give them a king and queen over them. This Bible verse is found in 1 Samuel 8, 6-8. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king, as they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. So, it is simple to see that none of the world's governments are in line with the word of God. As it says, none of the world's governments are wise as the definition of the word wise implies it is clear to see that is because when his people the Lord God's people asked for a king over them we thus became subject of the rulers of this world and the ruler of this world if you are unaware and please read the sermon or listen to the podcast on who rules this world the way it is now, you will learn that the ruler of this world is the demonic spirits, the evil principalities, those that Ephesians 6:12 tells us about. It's not flesh and blood. It is the hearts and minds of those who are not in line with the word of God. They don't have wisdom. They're not even intelligent because supreme intelligence belongs to the Lord God. If they were any type of intelligent and wise, they would be following the word of God. And this goes for all nations. So if you're listening from Australia, France, United Kingdom, Italy, Scotland, and yes, the United States... Or anywhere else that you may hear this podcast from. Take a hard look at your government. I know here in the U.S. it's going to be election time. Come November. You have to really think about. Are you going to vote? Because if you're going to vote. Then you are throwing the Bible verse back. Found in First Samuel chapter 8. In God's face because you are making a choice I don't vote no more whenever it became clear to me that the only king that we needed to govern us was the Lord God I quit voting because it's the it's a different side of the same coin they all work for the rulers of the world the way it is now none of our leaders serve In wisdom and in knowledge and intelligence, which is again what the word wisdom means according to the word of God. The Holy Spirit dwells within us when the word of God transforms us. When he becomes our morals, ethics, values, his spirit dwells within us. Romans 8, 9, 11 states, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him... Who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit, who dwells in you. When Abba Yah dwells in you, the flesh and this world is no more, and you begin—excuse me—to function normally. For you are indeed a new creation. Second, Second Corinthians 5:17 states, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away; behold, the new has come. Again, Yahusha means Yah is salvation. Emmanuel means God with us. The spirit of Abba Yah took on the form of man and died for our sins. Therefore, when we follow the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, Yahusha, and put on Yahusha in Christ, we are really putting on the spirit of God. John 1, 1 through 4 and 14 tells us this again, and if you've listened to any other podcast or read any of these sermons, you know the term Logos. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Here the word is G3056, which means Logos. It is something said, including the thought. Um, It means mental faculty or motive. But the word Logos in itself is a noun. And if you look it up in any dictionary, it's going to tell you Logos means the word of God or principle of divine reason and creative order. The biblical outline of usage of G3056 means the sayings of God, the moral precepts given by God the reason the mental faculty of thinking meditating reasoning and calculating and we are not alive unless we have the word of God in us the word for life that we read is zoe and that's greek twenty-two twenty-two. And it means the state of one who is possessed of vitality as well as Logos. So we are not alive again until the spirit of the Lord God dwells within us and we take on his word, his spirit, his character, his morals, and his values. In return, we get wisdom. We get real intelligence. Isn't that something? Isn't that what you want? I know that's what I want. I know that's what I want more than anything. And that's why I am so blessed and so happy to be able to deliver sermons that come from the Lord God. There's a word in the biblical outline of usage of g twenty two twenty two, that i did not catch when i did what is the meaning of life but the lord god showed it to me now and part of the definition states every living soul of the absolute fullness of life both essential and ethical which belongs to god and through him both to the hypostatic logos again the word of god But the Lord God told me to read what or define what hypostatic meant. So Merriam-Webster defines hypostatic as the substance or essential nature of an individual. There are many more things we get from Abba Yah's breath and His Word, His Spirit, when we are alive and He dwells within us. I did not want to make this an hour and a half long sermon. So the Lord God told me I could end here. But again, the substance or essential nature of an individual means the word of God and his spirit dwelling within us. His breath. When he breathes into us his breath of life, we are a new creation when his Holy Spirit dwells within us which is his breath which is his word which is his morals values and characters we are a new creation we don't function the same we just read and listened that when we learn something new neurons form our brain Changes, So therefore we cannot be the same as we once were before we learned the word of God. Before we put on his morals, values, character and became righteous. The word of God is eternal and everlasting forever. But it is time for everybody to make a choice. Do you continue to submit to the false ideologies and the false simulation of this world or do you put on truth wisdom and real divine intelligence which is the Word of God and let him his will for you conduct your life into a life that is godly and and fruitful and prosperous because there is no other way there's the ways of this world and if you're continuing to do the ways of the world chances are things are falling apart and things are not working well for you and then you're stuck wondering well why isn't it happening this way father if you do pray already chances are you need to check your morals values and ethics because that's true intelligence and wisdom and knowledge. And when, the again, the Lord God dwells within you, you're a new creation. So please do some self-examination if you are feeling stuck or in a rut. And ask the Lord for guidance because that's what he says he is here for. To guide us and even if we don't know what to say just say father I give up and I need you to pray for me and he will pray for you it says that in his word that he will pray for you but how many people ask the Lord God to even pray for them or just say father I simply give up take over control I can't do this myself no more for he says he is our strength when we are weak And right now, this nation is pretty weak. The world is pretty weak. Everything that I watch, it makes me sad in my flesh, but happy in my soul to know that the Lord God is coming soon. And I pray that you guys get right with Him. I still got to get right with Him. It's a day-to-day process. Every day is a constant struggle. We are battling over different ideologies and principalities and wickedness our darts that hit us and be are blown at us from the adversary are not going to be the same so therefore some days are going to be easier than others but whenever you put on your full armor of god and you allow god to dwell within you those fiery darts bounce off And every day is easier than the day before because you are a new creation. As always, it's never goodbye, but I'll see you later.